Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. This is Kayla. I'm Kayla. Thank you all so much for tuning in, for coming to hang out with me. And thank you for listening to Black True Crime. Hi, you guys. It's Kayla. I'm Kayla, and I'm back. And like I said already, you're listening to Black True Crime. I really have like a habit of wanting to ask you guys so bad how your day is going, but you can't tell me, so skipping over that. Before we get into the first ever official, like, hey, this is a case, this is a person, and we're digging into their fucking lives. Case, before we do all that, we got some important things to attend to. So first off, Facebook page is officially up. Um, If you want to find us, if you want to go like, comment, and follow, please search Black True Crime Podcast. Um, I tried to search it today, and honestly, it didn't pop up. So I'm probably just going (laughs) to... Probably because no one follows me or, like, knows me. So I'm probably just going to have to put the link on the Instagram page. And you can just go there and navigate from from there. Okay? So, yeah. Like, comment, and follow. It's much appreciated. Instagram. We have an Instagram. Black True Crime. At Black True Crime Podcast. Please follow. Please like. Please comment. Please repost. Repost. <laughs> repost. Yeah, go ahead and repost and see how that goes for you. Please repost, tag people, and sh- share, you know, all of the above. It's greatly appreciated. IG shout outs. I really, really, really want to shout out my first 100 followers just because, like, I'm brand new, you guys. And you guys took the time out to, like, check me out and see what the fuck was going on with my page. And actually click despite me not being able to speak English you guys clicked the follow button so I want to shout you guys out I will be doing that at the end I'll just be using your handles nothing crazy like government names because I don't fucking know them and I'm not disrespectful so I will be doing that later at the end I'll do the first 10 like today and then as we go on, you know, 10, 10, 10, just keep following me, keep recommending people, blah, blah, blah. And, um, I'll get you guys' handles out here. Twitter is coming. Um, let's see. Okay. Hold the fucking phone. I just heard a door open. Matthew. Okay. Sorry about that. It was just my man walking super soft and opening doors super quietly. That's another thing, guys. I'm just going to be frank with you. I'm going to let you know what's going on. I'm going to let you know when I get interrupted because like I'm a human and like editing all the fun stuff out, all the human stuff out, it's just not, you know, it's not as fun for me. So I'm going to keep some of the stuff in just to show like that I'm not a fucking robot. Okay. Where was I? Twitter is coming. Like I told you guys in the intro, if you listen to it, by the way, thank you for listening to it. And if you have not listened to it yet, you're missing the fuck out on my sloppiness <laughs> when I get wine drunk and my inability to focus. So, like I said, Twitter's coming. It's a little crazy over in Twitter land, but I'm just going to like, you know, brave it out, see how it goes, see why you guys like it so much and like, see if we can, you know, have a good time together. Okay. Next important thing. We are available on Spotify right now and Anchor FM, which is something, you know, super cool. But I know a lot of you iPhone users, I'm an iPhone user, um, use Apple Music. I don't personally because it confuses the F out of me. Like, it, it literally makes me feel like there's too much going on in the world and I'm not supposed to know about everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just makes me feel very isolated for some reason. 
we all have our, you know, preferences to each his own. So if you use Apple Music, have no worries and have no fears or frets, whatever that means. Apple Music is coming. Well, we are coming to Apple Music. And hopefully it's by tomorrow. Um, but if not, definitely by Sunday. So just look out for that. Um, and then check our page, our Instagram page, just to keep like, you know, up on the tea and the good stuff. Also, we do have a Patreon. This is the last point until we get into the nitty gritty. We also have a Patreon. I'm not going to like overdose you on it. I literally was about to say OD, but I don't know if you guys know what that means. I have, I will explain like my slang throughout this. I'm not going to OD you guys on like Patreon because I don't have any like materials up there, like content up there for you guys to fiend for. But it's there and I will be creating some stuff. So look the fuck out. Okay, now I'm ready. Let's start. Okay, you fucking muggles. Shout out to Harry Potter. (laughs) Let's get started. So, this week, we are discussing Lonnie Franklin Jr.'s bitch ass. Now, like, I already gave you, like, I'm going to stop saying, like, I promise. I already gave you an idea or, like, a a hint that this podcast is going to be pretty straightforward not really sugarcoating much sugarcoating much not really caring about being politically correct or any of those things i'm not going to try to ins- i'm not going to first of all i'm not going to insult any group of people i'm just going to come for the people that i feel deserve disrespect like lonnie franklin junior so that's where we're at okay lonnie franklin junior this bitch ass, was born on August 30th, 1952. Okay, he grew up in South Central LA. LA, Crenshaw. Shout out to Nipsey. Oh, God, my heart. Okay. Um, not much is known about his childhood at all. Like, honestly, I couldn't even find much about his parents, even, or the fact that if he had any siblings, like, Literally, nobody cared enough to go into his life and figure out the backstory. So, <laughs> so one, that's what he gets. But two, it kind of sucks for me because I don't really have much to go on as far as how he was raised. But I digress. So, um, between the time of 1952 and the time he's an adult, he gets married, okay? He gets married to a woman named Sylvia. And they have two children. Um, after they got married, Lonnie was apparently in the army. I don't know if he was in the army before they got married or like, you know, while they were married, he got into the army. I don't know. It's not specifics in the research. But all we do know is that he was in the army, United States Army, and <laughs> was giving a dinner. A, was given a general discharge in July of 1974, 1975, I'm sorry, July 24th to be exact. So I will just tell you guys right now, like I am kind of a person that spoils things. I was going to wait to like express this later, but he was quote unquote involved. My fingers are doing the bunny ears involved with a gang rape of a 17-year-old while he was while he was in Afghanistan while he was like stationed in Afghanistan If I said that wrong now, I'll correct it later because it could have been Iran, I don't know, but once I get to that part of my notes, I'll let you know. But yeah, he was suspected to be involved in that, a gang rape of a 17-year-old. Okay? Before 1975. So at this point, this guy's like, what, 23? So he's already a fucking predator. Which kind of may give you an idea of how he was raised or what he saw and what he was raised around. So that was his life. He lived, obviously, in a bad area. South Central LA is not a place you want to just kick it or take your nice little, you know, 
Bentley, Mercedes, BMW down there. It's just not a place you would want to chillax. <laughs> God, Kayla, come on. Okay. But even though it wasn't the nicest place ever and actually had the highest homicide rate in the city, that part of L.A., um, he was, Lonnie, was considered the nicest guy in the neighborhood. I mean, there was multiple accounts where he was documented saying that he would do anything for you. He would go find, um, I don't know, any part that you need. If you need to fix your dog on washer, he would find the part that you need. If you needed a transmission for your car, he would go find one and bring it to you. He was considered, bunny ears again, the Robin Hood of the neighborhood. Now, first of all, sidebar, my first sidebar ever, congratulations. If you're stealing from the people in your neighborhood, in your area, in your South Central LA, you're not stealing from rich people because that's what Robin Hood did. He stole from the rich and he gave to the poor. That's not what you're fucking doing, Lonnie. Cut the crap, you know? People in that neighborhood, cut the crap. He wasn't the Robin Hood. He would steal from other people in the neighborhood and get you what you had to get or what you needed. So, yeah, everyone thought he was a nice guy for some fucking reason, um, but he actually wasn't. So, <coughs> a couple, I guess, what, he still lived in uh, L- South Central L.A. for most of his life, and the first murder that we actually know of that he committed was Deborah Jackson. And her, um, I was about to say, and her name is Deborah Jackson. Her name is Deborah Jackson. And she was 29 years old when Lonnie saw her and killed her. Um, she went to take a bus to see a friend, um, but obviously never made it to that friend's house. And three days later, she was found, her body was found with three gunshot wounds to her chest. Lonnie Franklin Jr., actually was a mechanic. Now, I told you guys about how he would go out and find parts for people that they needed for their cars and their, you know, their washing machines and just anything that they needed he would get for them. Well, this man was a mechanic, okay? He was such a good mechanic, such a trustworthy mechanic. This makes me fucking sick. I need a sick sip break. Hold on. He was such a good mechanic that he actually worked for the local police department. (laughs) And they're like chop shop sort of set up. So, yeah. He was like, he was involved with the police. He was cool with the police officers. The police officers honestly thought he was the cool guy. They thought that he was um a uh, a uh, a uh, uh, aid to the to the community he was an asset to society i mean first of all it's just bullshit i will say that it's bullshit because true crime rule number i don't know 672 or maybe it should be 10 if someone is quote unquote known by everyone or quote unquote such a good guy and will quote unquote get you anything you ask you should be you should be suspicious of this man you don't know how he's getting you don't know how he's getting what you're asking him to get you don't know so i feel like people should have you know had their ears their warning ears perk up a little bit but hey snitches and the stitches and the ditches and that type of thing i can kind of understand why they didn't but i will not fucking condone it Okay, (laughs) sorry about that little fucking break that I took. So, next murder he committed, her name was Henrietta White. Now, she was killed in, sorry, she, her body was found at least in August 12th, that's my mom's birthday, August 12th, 1986, her body was found, and she was 34 years old. Now, she was actually found in an alley near West Vernon Avenue. And her body was wrapped in two blankets and under a mattress. Now, what I haven't told you guys is that most of these victims that I will go over were, like, 
kind of considered scum. It's not fucking right. It's not fucking fair, but it's the truth. They were considered scum because they were addicts. I mean, they were crack addicts. This is the 80s, okay? We're still in the 80s when crack was definitely not whack. (laughs) Oh, God, that was not as funny as I made it, but it just came to me like... (laughs) Shout out to Whitney Houston. May she rest in absolute peace. Um... But crack was definitely not whack back then. So a lot of people were doing it. And apparently Lonnie was like, hey, this is an easy target. People don't really care about crack addicts and people and prostitutes because they were also prostitutes and women living on the street. So let me just have my way with them. And that's what he kind of did. Um, Most of his victims were actually like, you know, sexually assaulted, which really fucking sucks. Like, really suck. Come on, Lonnie. You have a whole wife. Like, you know, if you're going to torture someone, torture someone that has kind of given you consent by marrying your ass and still staying with you. And I'm not condoning abusing your damn spouse. But I'm just saying, going out and, for lack of a violently fucking these other women against their will, it's like, why be married? Why well, have a woman at home that you can actually come home to when you're still going to violently fuck and murder other women? I just don't get it. Now, if it was for like a front, you know, for him to kind of conceal his horribleness and his disgusting demeanor and behavior and mindset, then okay. But it still doesn't make it okay. So does it. So... Um, they said July 10th was when Deborah actually died. Her, her body was found on August. I lied. Sorry. Literally just started reading from some, a part that's not even, <laughs> that has nothing to do. Sorry. That was Deborah. We're on Henrietta. Sorry, Henrietta. And sorry that you got killed. Okay. Next victim, Thomas Steele. Thomas is a man. This is kind of different. And everywhere I looked, I mean, when I tell you, like I said, this research was so fucking frustrating because I couldn't find like the nitty gritty details of stuff. People were just not open about this case. I mean, I even watched this documentary called Tales of the Grim Reaper. Yeah, I believe that's what it was called. Yeah. Yeah. Tales of the Grim, um, of the Grim Reaper. Sleeper. Sleeper. Of the Grim Sleeper. I actually watched this documentary. And it was created by this English guy named Nick Broomfield. And what he did was he moved. Well, not moved. But visited for an extended period of time. The South Central LA area. And kind of did a lot of research about this case. And just talked to people that were close to Lonnie. And just to kind of get an idea of if they knew what was going on, if they suspected anything, like, like legitimately, what the fuck? And that's what he was trying to figure out. So I even watched that. I mean, when I watched that, it just in- infuriated me because, boop, you guys will find out later. <laughs> or have you already seen the documentary, which is on Hulu right now, and you can go check out. Shout out to Nick Broomfield and his son um, because they both were... Out there doing all the research, it is available. So go ahead and check it out. It was made in 2014, pretty recent, not too too far away. I can't believe it's 2019. Holy fuck! But yeah, go check it out. But I will be expressing all of that tea on the next episode. <laughs> I know I suck for making you guys kind of wait, but whatever. Just go right into the next one. I'm not judging you. Anyway, so yeah, watched that, still didn't really get too much of a background on the the victims. I mean, there was just really nothing highlighting what was going on with them. And it was really frustrating for me because, like I said, at this point, from the first murder, the police knew that he was, there was a serial killer on the loose, okay? They knew that somebody was killing or targeting women 
targeting and killing women that were crack addicts, they were living on the street, they were prostituting, that were black. Let's be fucking clear. All of these victims were black and um any smart person in nineteen in the nineteen eighties would know that the police don't really care about black people and, you know, them disappearing or them getting murdered, which really fucking sucks. So like I said, <clears throat> Thomas Steele, unfortunately, was considered the third known victim. He was 36 years old, and he was found dead on August 14th, 1986, at the intersection of 71st Street and Halldale Avenue in Harvard Park. Um, but crazily enough, fucking crazily enough, oh boy, Lonnie Franklin Jr. was never... LFJ, yeah, LFJ was never charged with his murder. So that kind of fucking sucks. Poor Thomas Steele. I wish you really got justice because I'm sure you deserved it. Barbara Ware was the first person that they found and connected with the other murders. Now, Deborah Jackson, Henrietta Wright, and Thomas Steele were all shot. And they were able, with the .25 caliber gun, and they were able to connect Barbara Ware's shooting and, you know, murder to that .25 caliber gun, the same one. So that's when they figured out, in 1987, that's when they figured out that they had a fucking serial killer on their hands, okay? Did they care that they had a serial killer on their hands? Not fucking necessarily. Did anybody force them to care? Not necessarily, you know, at this point. So the LAPD was just doing whatever the fuck they wanted and, you know, had a blast. The captain of the force was even quoted, and this is hearsay, this is very much hearsay, saying that, quote, why are you so concerned? He's only killing hookers. And that's when he was confronted by a very concerned fucking citizen. And we'll get into that later. So, yeah, you know, the captain of the force is literally sitting here saying, like, I don't really care that your significant other or your family member died. They were a hooker. <laughs> they were a prostitute. They were on the street. Who gives a fuck? And at the end of the day, like, it doesn't matter what the fuck a person's personal life or professional life is we should give a fuck if they're killed period so that was really shitty LAPD really fucking shitty so unfortunately Miss Barbara Ware she was 23 years old she was shot in the chest and her body was found under a pile of rubbish and this was in 1987 people so her body was found January 10th 1987 Really sad. I'm literally 24. My sister's turning 20. Well, actually, my sister is 23. So it kind of, you know, hit home a little bit for me. It's like, why the fuck is he out here killing like young ass women, young women that have kind of lost their way or just prefer that type of lifestyle? He doesn't agree with it. So in his eyes, they are ripe for the fucking killing. And it's just disrespectful at this point. And honestly, What's your name, homeboy? Lonnie Franklin Jr. You need a life. You need to get you some business and stop worrying about whatever everybody else is the fuck doing, you know? So, but you guys know what I'm going to say. I digress. The next victim, her name was Bernita Sparks. She was 26 years old. Um, she was shot, strangled, and beaten. Just so sad. I'm really like an a sympathetic crier, sympathetic like everything, honestly. Feeler, just laugher, um, feisty, or not making sense. But you know what I mean. I'm very in tune with other people's emotions and what they go through and how they feel and stuff. So it just makes me sad, Bernita. Like I'm sorry. I wish I could have helped. Um, unfortunately. Her body was found with a bunch of rubbish in, once again, an alley. She was headed to the shops. I guess, you know, like the stores and stuff like that. But she was never seen again. And Bernita Sparks was killed in 1980. 
seven as well. April fifteenth, nineteen eighty-seven. This man doesn't give a fuck, you guys. He's he's what four months is the last time you killed someone that we know of, and he's just living life, having a fucking grand old time. Excuse me for the burp. <laughs> I've been drinking, guys. Okay. Oops, hiccup. Uh, victim six, Mary Lowe. Her body was found November 1st, 1987. So just about maybe seven months, um, six and a half months after Miss Bernita Sparks was tragically murdered. Um, and he, I mean, obviously didn't give a fuck about anything or any of these women. And it was at that time, uh, he saw Mary Lowe heading to a party and unfortunately she never returned and her body was found in an alley as well. Okay. Now the seventh victim. So the victim after Miss Mary Lowe, shout out to Mary Lowe. I'm sorry, boo, that your life was taken early by a piece of shit especially when you're on your way to a party you know like you're expecting to have fun and like all of a sudden your fucking light is snuffed out by a crackerjack ass man that sucks so i feel for you boo seventh victim lish and excuse me for pronouncing this wrong because i feel like i definitely will lishrisha lishrisa lishrit Lashrisa Jefferson. She was only 22 years old and her body was found with a nap. Listen to this, guys. With a napkin over her face with the word AIDS written on it. First of all, what the? Like me, as being who I am, I'm trying to get myself into like Lonnie's brain a little bit just to kind of think about what the fuck he was thinking. And I can't even fathom it. Like, I, 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 I don't know what he was thinking. AIDS. What the fuck does that have to do with anything? And you write it on a napkin and put it over her face. Like, you're a P, like, POS to the max. Wow. So, yeah, I'm not being sensitive to that. Because you should have been sensitive, asshole man, to these women and their situations. And their afflictions that they had, and they were dealing with them, but you didn't, you didn't have the fucking patience to, I don't know, what the fuck you were doing. So, anyway, La Shikra Jefferson, her body was found on January 30th, 1988, so about two and a half months after, almost three months, just about three months after Miss Mary Lowe's body was found. And these women are so young. Like, it hurts my heart. I'm 24. Like, I'm right in smack that middle of these people. What the fuck if I was on crack? And I was born around that time. And, you know, and I lived in South Central LA. Like, you could, you never know. You just never know. And it's just really heartbreaking. So, shout out to you, Lashrika. Um, The eighth victim that we know of, and that part makes me so sick because the police really think that he could have killed as many as a... I don't know. As many as what? He had a... Okay. I'm not, not going to disclose that because I am notorious for getting up details way too fucking early. I even practiced this. So, no. I'm not going to tell you guys yet. You'll have to wait until the next episode. September 11th, 1988. Before 9-11 happens, an 18-year-old named Alice Monique Alexander was found dead. Her body was shot. She was shot, and her body was found in an alley. Just so sad. Now, the ninth victim, her name was, is Anitra, Anitria Washington. I'm sorry, boo, for pronouncing your name wrong, because I know I did. Um, she was attacked. But she survived. Now, this is the first ever known survivor that Lonnie Franklin Jr. has ever fucking had. And I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about her story. <clears throat> so in 1989, Anitra Washington was attacked by Lonnie, okay? Um, she said, and this is from her own recollection, her own, like, 
what she remembers. Miss Washington, because I refuse to fuck up her first name again. I refuse. Miss Washington said he was driving a Pinto car. And she thought to herself, wow, I haven't seen a Pinto in like years. And this is in 1989, which I feel like, I don't know. I don't, maybe I don't know what a Pinto is, but I feel like everyone was driving a fucking Pinto in 1989. But then again, I hadn't been born for like six more years. So what the fuck would I know? Anyway, um, she hasn't seen one in years. She said she, she said he saw her looking at his car and he said, where are you going? And she was going to her girlfriend's house to get her hair done. And he offered to take her there. Absolutely not. I'm not going to lie. I have one time in my life taken a ride from a stranger. And it's so ironic. I took it. I was living in Tampa. Getting my undergrad. <laughs> I feel cool saying undergrad. Getting my undergrad. And while I was there, I was getting my hair done, which is so crazy. And I found some girl like on what craigslist i don't know went to her house caught the bus to her house because i was like i don't know a sophomore at this point didn't have my car no freshman not sure doesn't fucking matter i went rode the bus to her house got my hair done had to ride the bus back did not want to ride the bus back because it's going to take forever and for some reason while i was walking to the bus stop some guy was like hey can i give you a ride and i definitely fucking took it now granted it was still the middle of the day and the football game was later type of thing. But at the end of the day, like, you just should not take rides from people that you don't fucking know. Like, this isn't the 70s or the early 80s. Like, we're not hitchhiking anymore. Like, it's just not okay. And Lonnie fucking Franklin Jr. is one of the reasons why. So, he said, let me take you. She said, eh, sure. So, according to her, as soon as they turned the corner, he pulls a gun on her. And then all of a sudden, she turns to ask him if he said something, right? So they're just, you know, I guess, chopping it up, cooling in the car, riding down. And she just looks over, glances over at him just to double check if he's speaking to her. And she sees the gun. And then he said, bitch, I'll shoot you again. Now, yes, I... I know I've been kind of like flubbing my fucking words throughout this thing, but he literally clearly said to her, bitch, I'll shoot you again. And then she she replied, I wrote big gasp. (laughs) She replied, you shot me? Because she didn't fucking realize. Like, at this, I can't even imagine what it's like to even get shot. Especially in the chest or like anywhere and not even know. Like, she had no, can you imagine? Can you imagine? She had no fucking clue. So she's just like, You shot me, you bitch. Well, she didn't say that, but she fucking should have. And obviously, she didn't know. Um, She didn't know she was shot, so she passed out and was awakened by the pressure on her chest. She had, like, a massive pressure on her chest, and it woke her out of her unconsciousness, and she woke up seeing him on top of her. Now, she assumed this is when he was raping her or he just got done. She couldn't really tell the difference because it was just such a traumatic time for her. Um, and I understand that. What the fuck? You just got attacked and you're fucking shot, bitch. Like, you know, let's be real. So somehow, by the grace of God, I believe in God, by the grace of whatever you believe in, um, she was able to survive. She makes it out alive, you guys. And the bullet pulled from her chest Obviously, obviously, she had to go in surgery and things of that nature. Match the eight other women killed in that area. Okay. This also was not released for another fucking 20 years. So at this point, we have eight victims that we know of for sure. Okay. 
eight victims. One a male, so I can't say all eight were women, but we have eight victims shot with a 25 caliber gun in the same fucking area in 1989. Anitra Washington survives. And they still don't tell the public for what almost another 20 years, at least like 18, 6, 18, 17. It's not released to the public. LAPD, anybody on the force from back then, what the fuck were you guys thinking? Just give me some type of peace in my heart that I can have. Because this makes no, just, just makes no no sense. So that's where we were. Okay. 1989. So after Anitria or Anitra, I'm sorry, she went by Margette or Margette. I'm not sure. God, I can't pronounce stuff. Um, apparently he was said to go on a hiatus or like a break. And from 1989 to 2000, well, 1988, technically, to 2002, he hadn't killed again. Now, I will tell you right now, because I'm not in the business of fucking lying, especially to people that I care about, Lonnie most likely did not stop killing during that time. It was in his blood. It's what he was, it's, it's, it's a part of him. It's what he like to do with what he loved to do. And I can tell you that right now and just from the shit that I see. Like, he wasn't killing because he had a problem killing. He killed because he had something in his heart that had him set up like, yes, this is what the fuck I want to do. This is what the fuck I'm going to do, despite anything. So anybody could have come into the picture and said anything to Lonnie. He still would have fucking killed. Okay, I don't know if it was nature or nurture. I don't know if it just has to do with, like I said, nature <laughs> or nurture, meaning how he was born or the genes he was born with or how he's brought up. I don't know what the fucking difference. All I know is that he was an incredibly psychopathic murderer. Because, like I said, so many people thought he was cool. So many people thought he was this great addition to fucking town and fucking life and stuff. When in reality, he was a piece of shit that was out here killing women and dumping them like fucking garbage. Speaking of garbage, I didn't even tell you guys that for majority of his literal piece of shit life, he was a garbage man. Okay? So, he was a garbage man, meaning that he drove a garbage truck. Meaning that he could kill women, put them on the back of his truck, dump him in a landfill, because clearly I don't know how shit works with, like, garbage can people and stuff like that. And go about his business. Go about his business. And this is the main reason why police are like, mm, the fact that he, we only found 12 that he directly killed, that doesn't seem the fuck right. Because only 12 bodies were found. You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry, 11 bodies were found. So, I feel like my numbers are off. But, you know what I'm talking about. So, it's like, at the end of the day, this man could have had... I mean, tens of hundreds, no, not hundreds, tens of more victims, and nobody fucking knows because they're in a landfill somewhere. It's just heartbreaking. Like, I feel for the families. God, I feel for the families. So, that's a piece of shit that we were dealing, that we are dealing with, that I'm discussing. So, after Anitria, um, she was able, um, like I said, somehow she makes it out alive, and they find that the bullet is connected to multiple other killings. Now, a woman named Margaret, I'm not going to lie to you right now. I don't know if her name's actually Margaret. Yeah. Oh, my God. I got it right. Margaret Prescott, because I'm kind of going out of like order with my notes right now, because I didn't organize them the way that I want them to be, but like, fuck it. We're not all perfect, and I'm 
I'm getting in the hang of things. Relax. So Margaret Prescott actually created the Black Coalition Against Serial Killers. I believe that's the name of it. And they pressed the police to actually go out and look for the fucking gun that was being used um, in these murders. Because apparently the LAPD were just expecting, like, the ridiculous people that they are and just small-minded people that they are. They were just expecting the guns just walk into the station like, oh... If we come across the gun, if we pull over someone that has the gun, you know, then that's when we'll deal with it. But it's like someone's out here actively killing people and you have nothing else to say or do about it. Like, you know, catch these hands. At this point, catch these hands. So I'm totally cool with the Black Coalition. Totally support them. Margaret Prescott, you did the damn thing. And you were brave, which means a lot. So... Here's a point that may piss you off if you have a heart at the fuck all. Anitra Washington, because she survived, she got a great look at this piece of crap that we call Lonnie Franklin Jr., LFJ. And she was able to meet with a sketch artist and gave a full description, was able to have them draw it out, and even showed them roughly where the house was. But get this. She accidentally pointed out a house that was too doors down from Lonnie's (laughs) Lonnie Jr.'s house you guys so when they drove her around the car do 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 and she kind of had an idea where she was going she pointed and she pointed to the wrong house not by a full street not by a full fucking I don't know city but by two doors this shit just rips my heart out of my chest because if anybody just investigated anyone along the street, if anybody just went and asked some questions, I was okay with making people feel uncomfortable because who gives a fuck about your comfortability when there are women that are dead? At least seven women that are dead. You know, if anybody cared enough to go out there looking, I feel like they would have found this man before he committed more. But, spoiler alert, he kills more. So the sketch wasn't released. The sketch that Anisha Washington gave them, it wasn't released until 2009. <laughs> I'm not laughing. I'm pissed. After LA Times reported that there was a serial killer on the serial killer on the loose. And from the time Anitra gave police an idea of where Lonnie's house was, like I said, it took 20 years for police to actually find it. Two doors down. It took you to find a house that was two doors down. It took you 20 years. Who the fuck hired these cops? I, I And I'm not like someone, yeah, I'm black. And like, you know, you can say what you want. Oh, black people hate cops. It's not that I hate cops. I hate incompetency. And the fact that it, so many incompetent people are cops, it breaks my heart. Because cops are supposed to kind of be like our our avenue or like our separation or our protection between, honestly, life and death situations. So when ignorance is just so far up someone's ass or, or corruption is so involved in the police department, you can't help people or you can't help for people to think that, you know, why would I call the police? They're just going to fuck me over anyway. Like, you can't help that. So. It really sucked. And then on top of that, at the time, despite her giving a full fucking description, a full sketch, all this type of, type of shit, the police consider Anitria, or Anitra, I'm sorry, boo, to be an unreliable source. <laughs> and even said during a meeting with the Black Coalition that, quote, they didn't release the police sketch because eyewitness police sketches are often unreliable. Kiss my ass hole. The whole of it. The entire thing. Kiss it. Because you guys are tripping. Do you know how many times people have been convicted over 
eyewitness testimonies, people that honestly didn't even see their actual faces. They just saw their fucking shadow and their body outline. It was like, oh, that's that person. And that person's in jail for the rest of their life. And you mean to tell me someone that saw their attacker in the eyes, looked them in the eyes, gave you a police sketch was not reliable because what? She was on the street and she was a prostitute. And in your eyes, she was worthless. Like, it's just insane to me. Like, humanity is something that, if I was an animal, I honestly would fucking dibble and dabble, think about, consider, fucking debate if I actually wanted. That's humanity. Because we're just so fucked. And we treat each other like animals. So, like, whatever. So, after I get, you know, I calm the fuck down. (laughs) The Grim Sleeper is his bitch-ass nickname. And the reason why he was given that name is because of the quote-unquote 14-year hiatus lie that he apparently took. Okay. We all know if we're smart, this man didn't take no damn hiatus. He was killing people throughout this. The police just didn't give a fuck and weren't able, honestly, or weren't able, honestly, to locate the bodies. So they just ran with whatever story they could fucking put in the paper and, like, the public would accept. So, March 19th, 2002, a 15-year-old girl. I'm pissed. A 15-year-old girl named Princess Berthamu. Oh, God, I want to say Bartholomew so bad. But it's spelled, I guess, Berthamu. She was found dead at the hands of Lonnie Franklin Jr. She was most likely shot. It wasn't disclosed as... Um, to how she died, but she was killed. (sighs) Guys, I'm getting, like, kind of emotional. Not emotional, but just bothered. Like, I literally compiled all this crap together, but it still hurts me to hear that these women went through these things, especially a 15-year-old girl. Like, come on, you guys. 14, 15-year-old. It's just, it's just inhumane. And if she was sexually assaulted, God help us all. So, um, the next victim, her name was Valerie McCorby, okay? Now, by the way, this whole time, the, the police is just like, oh, yeah, things are happening. People are coming up dead. We don't really have a lead on who who's killing who, but it is what the fuck it is. That's the type of attitude that they're having toward these women, and they're fucking murders. As in, like, they're not going to walk around anymore. They're not going to see their families again. And this is how they're, they're just basically throwing it under the rug because they don't feel like doing any type of legwork and actually looking for this fucking killer despite having a recording of his voice. I don't know if I mentioned that yet. A recording of his voice that they never released until 20 years later. 19, what, 2007, I think? they No, I'm sorry. What was it? It was, yeah. 2007, I think they actually, 2008, they released the recording of Lonnie Franklin Jr.'s voice that they've had since 1986. Blows my fucking mind. Blows my fucking mind. Wow. (laughs) Okay, so, sorry about that. Valerie McCorvey, you beautiful creature. At 35 years old, you hot mama. I just feel like I love you. I feel like I love you and I feel like I'm sad for you. And I feel like my heart is hurting because, like I said, I'm a sympathetic feeler, sympathetic everything. And I just feel sad for her and her family. So near the time of her death, um, not her death, she was, her body was found July 11th, 2003. And she was 35 years old at the time of her murder. Near the time of her death... Franklin faced up to three years in prison after pleading no contest to receiving stolen property. 
I'm so sorry. Did I forget to tell you guys that this man was a full-blown fucking felon? Okay? Full-blown fucking felon. Had multiple um, arrests for stealing cars. I mean, Grand Theft Auto. I mean, possession of stolen property. Just all of these things. He has a fucking rap sheet. He's not a he's not an innocent person, but the community loves him. The the cops love him. I don't fucking get it, but it is what it is, right? At this point, shit. 30 years later, so as part of a plea agreement um for his stolen property charge with the prosecutors he was sentenced to jail for 270 days because he pled guilty once he entered jail listen to this bullshit franklin again benefited from la's overburdened justice system okay so overburdened i don't know if you guys mean it just means it's it's a lot's going on you know It's, it's going through a lot so, sheriff officials were releasing inmates early due to overcrowding in the county jails. And guess who was released four months early? <laughs> four months early. LFJ, baby. LFJ was back on the streets in May 2003. Fucking A. Two months later, May 2003, he was released. Two months later, a crossing guard in the Westmont area of the city stumbled across McCorvey, Miss Valerie's lifeless body. It was said she had suffered trauma to her neck. And she was sexually assaulted. So that means she was strangled. And sexually assaulted. And this was two months after he was released from a from jail for a 270 270 day sentence. So basically the county or whatever the fuck, the city of LA had this man in their custody, had this man in their sights, and did nothing. At this point, they still... Guys, what the fuck am I even listening to, right? What the fuck am I even saying out my mouth? I feel like I'm talking bullshit. They still had not even fingerprinted this man. Had not taken a sample of his DNA. But he's already been charged with something. He's been in jail, for fucking God's sake. He's been convicted of something. And you guys didn't take his, 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 his DNA? That's why I'm like... Hold the fucking phone. Let me perk up my motherfucking ear. Something is going on. And apparently nobody thought to even fucking think that. Because this man got out. Still killing. Still living his life. Still fucking having a grand old time. Just disgusting. Just disgusting. And last but not least at all. Janisha Peters. She was 25 years old, and her body was discovered, shot to death, on January 1st, 2007. Her body was found inside a plastic trash bag within a dumpster. Just throw me away as well, because I feel like shit just even reading that off. January first, the new year. Like this is what we. This is what we do. This is what we do, Lonnie. This is what we do, LFJ. Like I don't know how the fuck you were brought up, but this isn't like what normal people do. This is not what normal people do. So clearly, this nigga's not fucking normal. Okay. Whatever. So now we're gonna go into the investigation because. I need an emotional break. I do. I need an emotional break. So I don't know if I'm going to have this be the end of this first episode. I may. I may have it be the end of this episode. You never know. Actually, you're about to find out if I do or not. But don't worry because the next episode will be up within 24 hours. So relax. 
Um, LFJ, you're a piece of shit. You are a murderer, you're a killer, you're a heartless bastard. And I have nothing nice to say toward you. God, that was like, that was rough. I wasn't expecting to actually like feel so upset about that. Despite having done the research and watched videos and read articles about all this stuff. It really affected me like in this moment. It makes me sad. Fuck, it makes me sad. <laughs> so yeah, guys, I decided to make it the last part of the episode. Woo, 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 woo. Woo, 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 woo. I'm a little turned up. And I wanted to be very frank with you guys. I'm upset. I wasn't expecting to be this upset, but hey. It happens. And I need a break. And I need to come back to this shit tomorrow. Because this is some heavy shit. And these are young women that are struggling in their lives and experiencing things that they probably don't want to or definitely shouldn't be experiencing. But at the end of the day, hey, you know, we all have our our addictions. (laughs) Mine isn't crack. Hopefully yours isn't either. But we all have our fucking fuck-ups and come-up-ins and things of that nature. So to be killed over it, it just really sucks and it hurts my feelings. So, um, yeah. Don't worry about it. We'll be back ASAP. Like I said, in 24 hours, you'll have another episode. So take a big old chillax pill and see me tomorrow. It's all good. Or see me in a couple seconds because you can just go on to the next one. I don't know what you do with your life. So I am a woman of my word, or at least I try to be, and I'm going to do my IG shout outs. So first 10 followers that I have, you guys are the shiznai, okay? Shiznai means the shit, turn your nose up, and here we go. First one, shout out to Crawl Space Podcasts. Go follow them, go check them out. Second, D Salvi. 7879. Hey girl, what's poppin'? Thanks for checking this out. Thanks for following. Third, at the underscore talkback underscore podcast. Check them out as well, okay? Podcasts need to support other podcasts, and I'm definitely supporting you guys. Fourth, take a dirt nap. Nap with two Ps. I love it. Like, genuinely love it. <laughs> So thank you guys for the for the fucking follow. At by proxy series, this is number five. B Y P R O X Y series by proxy series. Hey you guys, check us out. Listen to us. I know you follow us, but listen to us. Um, and thanks for the follow. Number six, if I can count, survivor underscore of underscore a underscore stork underscore crash stork meaning like the fucking bird s-t-o-r-k okay i'm definitely gonna keep these like probably on a post i'm gonna make a post and like shout you guys out as well so everybody that checks out my instagram will see who i'm shouting out and just go give them a follow go check them out you know what i'm saying like be friendly the fuck this is what social media is for be social Number seven, at Unsolved Magazine. Honestly, super excited about that follow. Not going to fucking lie. Um, just made me feel like I was, I don't know. Just made me feel, I sat up a little straighter when you guys followed me. So thank you guys and shout out to you. Number eight, at True Crime Clothing, which I feel like I've actually bought something from you guys. So fucking hard ass, passionate ass, shout out to you. Number nine. Moody dot news dot seeker. Haven't been able to check out your pod like your your page yet, but it kind of sounds like something that I would be interested in because I'm kind of fucking moody and I'm a seeker of uh, attention. I'm just kidding. Um, I just feel like I like you guys, so go check them out, and I will too. Last but not fucking least, at its underscore all with three fucking L's because they're fucking cool and just like obviously special 
underscore about underscore him. Um, haven't been able to check your page out yet as well, but thank you anyway for the fucking follow, and be sure to check us out and listen to us on Spotify. Like I said, Apple Music is coming extremely soon, and I'm super excited to get everything up and running. The Facebook page, the Twitter page, all that stuff, so you guys can start talking your shit to me, giving me your great reviews, your bad reviews, all that shit. I legitimately want to hear everything, so... The more the merrier. Thank you, guys. Um, yeah, that's all I want to say on that matter. IG shoutouts. Thank you guys a lot. Thank you guys a lot. And that's about it. So that's what we have for the first episode regarding Lonnie Franklin Jr. LFJ's bitch ass. God, I hate you, individual. I hate you. I'm not going to spoil any of the good stuff because all of the good, juicy details regarding this piece of shit are actually in the next episode. So don't forget to check it the fuck out. It's going to be up in 24 hours. And yeah, keep checking us out. I hope you had a great time at Black True Crime. And hope to hear from you again. Thanks, guys. And I'll see you guys later. I have a right to kill me. I have a right to do that. But you have no right to judge me.